This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Well, a lot has definitely happened since the last episode of The Breakdown. I'm glad to be here. Glad to still have this platform after having my Instagram account deleted. And strangely, last night, they just deleted the Instagram account of this podcast, The Breakdown, that we've had for nearly six years. I'm frustrated, but that is nothing compared to the suffering, the violence, the genocide, the war crimes being suffered by Palestinians right now. I'm having to regroup and rethink some of my strategies and approach now that I'm being deplatformed across many social media channels and outlets. But we're not deterred. Yes, I'm frustrated and angry, but if you know me, I would have been frustrated no matter what, <laughs> even if I had my platforms. And so I'm glad to be here. I'm going to try to unpack and explain and summarize where I think we are right now in Gaza, in the West Bank. I'm going to start introducing uh, some some people and names and stories to you that I want you to be able to follow. And we're going to continue dedicating this podcast every single day. I'll record five days a week. This is our new season. If my math is right, we are going into season number six of The Breakdown. And uh, we're going to dedicate all of these next episodes to everything that's going on in Palestine. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the, the, the breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. The, 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 the breakdown. So, for many of you who are here for the very first time, this is my daily news podcast called The Breakdown with Sean King. I've been doing this podcast. Since late 2018 and early 2019, and uh, we started a media company called The North Star, and uh, The North Star helps produce this podcast and distribute this podcast. And there was a time where this podcast was the primary focus of my life. And for those of you that have been around for a very long time, you will know there was a time where this podcast was literally one of the three most listened to news podcasts in the world, consistently in the top five, always in the top 10. I'm talking like it was literally the Joe Rogan podcast and then the breakdown with Sean King. We were literally that listened to, that shared, that engaged. Even now, if you go to Apple Podcasts, we have 
I think, 12,000 five-star reviews, more than almost every podcast on Apple Podcasts. And so thank all of you who've been here for a very long time. We're, we are nearing 1,000 episodes. Uh, I'm proud of what we've done. And it's allowed me to come here and speak truth to power. It's allowed me to come in here and be completely unfiltered. And a lot, in, in a lot of ways, this is why we started the North Star. This is why we started this podcast was because we know and we've always known that the mainstream media doesn't tell the full story. We've always known that powerful people, powerful corporations, including corporations like Meta, Meta now owns Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, Threads, and many other companies that in a lot of ways to do business in the world, you have to use these companies. And one mega company owns them all. And it, it puts someone like me in a horrible position. Listen, I have, I have been a member of Facebook since many of you, I've been a member of Facebook since before many of you were born. <laughs> like I'm doing the math now. Like some of you weren't born when I was on Facebook. I've been on Facebook since you used to have, you used to have to have a college.edu email address to be on Facebook. Um, I have spoken at Facebook. I've been a special guest at Facebook. Um, Mark Zuckerberg's wife has donated to my organization. Like, I have deep relationships with people at Facebook. And I have friends that are executives up and down the company. Uh, I have friends that are anywhere from entry-level employees to senior executives. And I, I want to be very honest and real with you. I did not foresee that they would actually ban me. Uh, many of you who follow me closely on Instagram, uh, you know that I, I poured my heart and soul into Instagram even before this genocide and these war crimes against Palestinians. Uh, it was kind of my home base for all of my organizing, all of the civil rights and human rights work I do, all of the news work that I do and media work that I do. Instagram was my hub. And there were nearly six million of you there with hundreds of thousands of you that were members of the private broadcast channel that we had created. Uh, thousands of you were subscribers there. I've lost all of that. And uh, so it's impacted my life and leadership in so many different ways. People inside of Meta had been telling me, Sean, they are targeting you specifically. And there are people at Meta and people outside of Meta that desperately want you off of the platform. And I posted about this. I said it. And they were just looking for some excuse, some reason, uh, some violation. Um, I now have a very competent, capable legal team uh, representing me. And I spoke to them this morning and was asked not to go in, of course, not to go into great detail about all the things that we are doing uh, in our discussions with Meta. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, it is doubtful that I will ever be allowed back. and. It baffles me, shocks me, 
because there has never been a civil rights leader, a human rights leader, a journalist with this many followers deplatformed on Instagram. It's never happened. Uh, I was told, I tried to verify this. I think it is true. I was told that next to Donald Trump, I am the second largest person and account that they've banned. And that they've got me in company with that man. <laughs> I have a slight cold, so you might you might hear me cough a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me, um, just a couple years ago, um, Time Magazine uh, rated me as one of the 25 most influential people in the world. And I told people, like, every time I would go speak somewhere, they would include that. And I would joke when I would get up. I would say, listen, thank you for saying that, but I just want you to know that Donald Trump is also on the list. <laughs> so, listen, um, I, I don't even like being well-known if I can't use it for good. Being well-known, uh, you can't see my hands, but being famous, air quotes famous, has brought my family a whole lot of trouble. A, a whole lot of heartache and pain and death threats and uh, has made my family incredibly unsafe. And unlike Donald Trump, I don't have Secret Service protection. Um, and so all of this fame and notoriety means nothing for me at all if I can't use it to help people. And I want to say some things that, and this will be a longer episode than normal for those of you that are new here. Normally these episodes are like 10 to 12 minutes and I'll break down one single issue and we'll probably get back to that tomorrow. Uh, but it's been a couple months since we've been here and I've just uh, poured my heart and soul into organizing for Palestinians, supporting Palestinians behind the scenes. Um, most of what I have done for Palestinians in Gaza, in the West Bank and throughout the world, you don't even know about. And that's just fine with me. I've, I've talked about this. I've talked about this publicly a little bit. But for me, for religious reasons, I, I am against bragging about what I do. Uh, I, it violates my faith. And, and yet that puts me in a very bad position because then there'll be people who say, this man doesn't even do anything. All he does is post on social media. And it's like, no, like I have been working for about 20 hours a day for the past 90 days. Most of what I have done, you've never seen. I have worked very hard to counsel, advise, support, coach, pray, uh, do everything I can behind the scenes, particularly with men and women in Gaza and in the West Bank who are suffering tremendously. And all my years, for many of you, you may not know this, uh, for many years, almost 20 years, I was a pastor, a Christian pastor. I was a senior pastor. That means I was the lead pastor of a church. I was an assistant pastor at other churches. Uh, I went to school to learn how to be a pastor and was actually back in school at Princeton, studying again, preparing to go back to being a pastor. And Stepped away from school, um, I think the third week of October, as I saw uh, 
this genocide and these war crimes, fighting back against them would take all of my focus and attention. And I don't regret a single thing. Uh, I'll say to you what I said on Telegram, and and there are about 75,000 of you that are following me there. I don't think I'll ever be booted from there. They pretty much allow anything and everything to go there. And now I'm, I'm thankful that there are places like that. But you will never hear from me uh, some groveling, sad, despicable apology where I am apologizing to war criminals and the genocidal butchers of Palestinians who have now killed nearly 30,000. No, it's, the official number as of two days ago was over 30,000 men, women, and children, over 12,000 children have been slaughtered in less than 90 days. It is absolutely despicable. Over 50,000 people with just horrible, gruesome injuries without the right medicine and antibiotics and medical care to care for them. Many of those people die later of infections and sepsis and other things. It is the most difficult place in the world. And, And let's be clear, there are many, many difficult places in the world right now. And what we have all learned painfully is that the leaders of the world, the presidents, the prime ministers, the senators, the congresspeople, the princes, the kings, the queens, have no courage, have no guts. They are so afraid. They are cowardly lions. They have, they have no strength. And for years, they have talked about how big and bad and bold they are and often have shown their own people brutally how big and bad and bold they are. But finally, when they needed to stand up to a bully, they had nothing. And in part, it's why we celebrated that men from Yemen said, no, 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 not on our watch. We will not allow the Palestinian people to suffer genocide in silence. We will do everything we can to stop it. And me simply acknowledging that is the excuse that Meta is giving for banning me and now deleting all of my other accounts, which is, which is just mind-boggling. Over the days and weeks ahead, I want to introduce you to people that I hope that you will follow, stories that I hope you will track with and care about, people that I hope you will care about, Um, I'm going to do everything I can to, I'm having to make a mental adjustment. Um, I, I, over nearly 3 million new people had followed me on Instagram and about a million people had unfollowed me on Instagram over the past 90 days. And it just radically changed my audience. All of a sudden, three of the top five cities that followed me we're no longer in the United States for, for the longest. The top 10 cities that follow me were all in the United States. Now three of the top five are, are in other places around the world. And, and so we have people in uh, Amman, Jordan, that I think are the number two were. I, I'm still saying are. I, I can't tell you how many times I go to open up my Instagram account and just have forgotten that I don't have it. Like I, I do it all the time. Or there are people that I, I want to message very quickly and forget I can't message them because uh, I wasn't given time to share my phone number or, or to make contact with people. And that's probably hurt me the most. But 
I'm having to make a mental adjustment to no longer having that platform. And that platform was crucial for the establishment of this podcast six years ago. Most of my listeners first heard about this podcast on Instagram. And, you know, I'm having to make the mental adjustment to like how, you know, how do I do the work that I do without it? And uh, it's going to take me, I think, a couple of weeks. We already are working through some ideas. But I think we're also going to go back to doing the breakdown live as well. Uh, That is the live televised episode where I can show you some things that uh, that I want you to see. Uh, You know, it's powerful to be able to listen to this in your headphones or on your phone or stereo. But sometimes I have to show you some things and break them down. And I'll be doing that as well. I think I'm going to stop right here. Uh, I, I just want to say a few things as I close. Um, I'm not intimidated. I'm not going to beg and apologize and, and make myself look like a fool to get myself back on Instagram. Um, I'm not going to sell my soul to be on some platform. And I'm damn sure not going to sell out the Palestinian people and beg and apologize to their oppressors, to the to the butchers and monsters of of Gaza. No, never. We'll never do that. And, and, and let me just be abundantly clear. I don't regret a single thing I've said. Nothing. Every post I made, every word, every syllable, every letter was well conceived, well thought out and said on purpose. I stand by it all. I would say this in a court of law. And it is what it is. Um, I was taught by, when I was a student at Morehouse College in Atlanta, which is where Dr. King and, and many radicals and revolutionaries and organizers went to school. I was taught by my dear history professor, Dr. Marcellus Barksdale, who was the chair of the African-American Studies Department there, that um, revolutionaries don't deny what they've done. And, you know, when a revolutionary is arrested or charged or censored, a revolutionary stands by what they've done. And I stand by what I've done and will always. I am only frustrated that all of this effort and energy has not stopped this genocide. All of the marching and protesting and demonstrating, all of the educating, it's changed the world. Please understand that it has changed the way the entire world sees Israel. It's changed the way the entire world sees the United States. And it has damn sure changed the way the entire world sees the Palestinian people in Gaza, the West Bank, Jerusalem and all around the world. The world has a much higher, smarter IQ on all of this than they ever have. And that matters. That's important. But in spite of all of that. The Palestinian people are still suffering tremendously, horribly, still being murdered and slaughtered by the minute. What we're doing is not enough. What we're doing, it's been important. There's nothing we're doing that I want us to stop, but we're going to have to add some new things to it. My friends, I'll be right back here tomorrow. Please, please subscribe to this podcast. Hit the subscribe button. It's free. Uh, Listen to it, share it, download it, and I'll be right back here tomorrow morning. Take care, everybody. Break it down.
I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.